You are tuning in to the Seed Chat with Tristan, a Christian community designed for the youth, by the youth. Join us in discussing the truths and debunking the myths. Let's grow closer to Christ together. What's up, my brothers and sisters in Christ? It is your host, Tristan Guillaume, and you're listening to the Sea Chat with Tristan. Man, I miss you guys. Honestly, it's been so long. It's been like a year. I mean, in like a literal sense, like last episode was December 2022. And, you know, I took the year 2023 off, but I, I just missed you guys. I miss doing this. I miss working with God and, you know, bringing the word to you and really just trying to inspire us all to become more like Christ and just really answer the tough questions of Christianity and really just, just open up to about what is God trying to say to us and how does that look like? How can we apply that in this generation, in this in the world we currently live in? If this is your first time listening to C-Chat, I would love to just kind of explain what it is. C-Chat is a podcast that aims to answer prominent questions regarding faith and Christianity and how it interacts with culture from a young person's perspective. And this actually came from a place where I was struggling and, and trying to find more Christian content to consume and to make myself more like God. And I felt like there was like a space, uh, a sort of lacking for younger Christian members to speak up and to share their views and, and their challenges. And so I wanted to speak into that and I felt God called me to it. And so, yeah, here I am. We've, it's again, it's, it's been awesome. I truly love, I'm truly grateful for, just for how the Lord provides and He's continued to put me and allow me to do such a thing. And I took the year off and I was thinking about episodes and I told myself the first episode that comes out will be on confession. And so here we are. This episode is on confession. And I, I just hope this message allows you to have a deeper understanding of God's purpose and God's attention through confession in your life and, and what it means to confess. And so today with regards to the topic of confession, I actually have a couple of passages picked out. And so we'll just dive right in. The first one is going to be 1 John 1 verse 3 through 10. It says, We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you may also have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. What they proclaimed here was who Jesus was, um, the good news, the gospel. And then John continues by saying, We write this to make our joy complete. This is the message we have heard from him and declared to you. God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the dark, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we will have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. I think now is a good time to distinguish the difference between confession and repentance. Sometimes, you know, in Christian circles, you hear those words get thrown around, and you can kind of have a vague understanding of what they are, but I want to get more to like the, the redlining. What is the difference? And so repentance means to change one's mind or to change one's ways. Think like if you're going one direction, you're doing 180, and now you're going in the other direction. That is repentance, whether in thoughts or within actions. Confession is to admit wrong and to ask for forgiveness. But it's important to know that confession without repentance is vain, and repentance without confession is sin. You can see in verses 6 through 10. I'm going to read these verses one more time. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. 
But if we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and will purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. So first in verse 6, It talks about confession without repentance, claiming to be in communion, claiming to be in fellowship with God, and yet walking differently. You are walking in darkness, meaning not according to the will God has for you, which is perfect and pleasing. And we see this all the time when people say, God loves me and forgives me while they actively live a life of sin or opposed to God's desire. Like a carefree saying, not as a truth of our reality. This is why when you see your friends say this or someone on social media, you rightfully get a sense that they missed it. Somewhere in the memorization of the truth, they actually missed the truth itself. They haven't let it harden or crystallize in their hearts. They have lied to themselves to continue habitually in sin, and in doing so, they walk in darkness. Then if you look at verse 8, it alludes to repentance without confession. I'm going to read one more time. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If the truth is not in us, we are in bondage to sin. As it goes in John 8, 32, the truth will set you free. And what are you free from? You're free from the debt of sin. You're free from the bondage of sin, which leads to death. But the truth is this. If you believe and profess in Jesus, who was without sin, died in your place, you are forgiven, and therefore you are walking in the light. The spiritual implications here are grave. Death or life, light or darkness, there is no in-between. But what I love about this passage from 1 John is how it talks about fellowship. Back to verse 7, but if we walk in the light... As he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. First, I just want to mention how it talks about purify us. We, we are all in sin. Even the Apostle John, someone who lived and did life with Jesus and walked among the earth with him, even he was of sin, and therefore we all are in need of the death of Jesus as a sacrifice in our place. But I must ask, how can it be? How can it be that we can have fellowship or communion, first with God and then with each other? When it comes to God, it is by faith, repentance, and confession. There is not a sin in which you have committed that God does not know about. Moreover, there is not a sin in which God cannot use against you on the day of judgment. From the very moment of our conception till now, He has known every single one of our failures, every single one of our flaws, every time we prioritize ourselves, every time we use others for our own gain or we've sabotaged others or said something terrible to someone else. He knows all of our mistakes. And yet, when we confess, he chooses to forgive. It is only, and I mean only by his great mercy and grace, that we are not eternally damned. The Bible says in Psalms 103:12 that as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us when we repent and confess. He does all of this so that he can be in communion with us. However, this isn't the complete thought. There, there's still more. There's still a deeper, a deeper understanding in this. Because often we view our sins as against each other, 
as from me to you or from you to me. And, and God's like the judge to make sure that at the end, justice is served. But that is not entirely true. The truth is we have sinned against God. Every time we go against his will, we in essence tell him he is not worthy and have therefore sinned against him because he is worthy. The Bible goes so far in Romans as to call us enemies of God who have been reconciled. It's important to note that this is not just God disregarding the terrible things we have done, but instead paying the price, living out the sentence he did not rightfully deserve, and then pour out his infinite love upon us so that we may become whole, so that in his death we may fully be loved enough the way he desired for us. But if you can tell by now, there is still more. Because at the heart of confession is the desire to be seen. And who has seen us more than God? I want to make a distinction now between being looked at and being seen. Everyone can attest that they desire to be seen and not looked at. Looking has a sense of objectification to it. You know, to be either pleasing or not. While to be seen is to be understood. In all of your flaws and mishaps, not judged but loved. And what is crazy to me, even to this very day, is that God sees me and chooses to love me in spite of my flaws to make me better. No shame is hidden from him, and yet he loves. This is the fellowship and communion God offers through his son Jesus. And if it couldn't get better, he gives us his church his people to be the physical representation of his love to us. He commands us to confess our sins to one another so that his love may pour out from me to you and from vessel to vessel. It can be hard and and quite intimidating to confess to one another because we've all been hurt. We've all have told someone something in private and have used it against us. We've had secrets said either behind our back or, you know, used to to like to belittle us to bring us down and and it hurts and and it can be hard to open yourself up to that again it's it's quite daunting and no one can relate to this more than jesus jesus opened up his life to his disciples he fed them he revealed himself to them taught them only to be betrayed yes by judas who traded away his secrets for silver coins but by saint peter himself who saw the lord completely in transfiguration I'm going to read a passage from Matthew 26, and I believe this is how many of us feel confession would go. Those who had arrested Jesus took him to Zephyrus, the high priest, where the teachers of the laws and the elders had assembled. But Peter followed him at a distance, right up to the courtyard of the high priest. He entered and sat down with the guards to see the outcome. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death, but they did not find any though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward and declared, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent. The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You have said so, Jesus replied, and this is actually Jesus confessing here. But I say to all of you, from now on you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. 
Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, He has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witness? Look, now you have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? He is worthy of death, they answered. Then they spit in his face, struck him with their fists. Others slapped him and said, Prophesy to us, Messiah, who hit you? Now, Peter was sitting out in the courtyard, and his sermon girl came to him. You were also with Jesus of Galilee, she said. But he denied it before them all. I do not know what you are talking about, he said. Then people went out to the gateway, where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath, I do not know the man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, Surely you are one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses and he swore to them, I don't know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Jesus not only had his secrets traded away for coins, but he had his closest friend, the person he trusted and shared his life with, deny him in front of his face three times and even call down curses to do so. And, and this is just another reason why I love our God so much. It is because he went through all of this so that we wouldn't have to. He has his words used against him. His closest friend turns his back to him so that you and me may have him, who, in knowing full well the pain of betrayal, decides to do the opposite. He doesn't use our words against us. He doesn't betray us. He doesn't betray you. He would never abandon you nor deny you. He is perfect, even when we are not. And honestly, seeing Jesus' confession makes me want to confess. I lied to you in the beginning. I lied to you why I have not done an episode in a year. Truthfully so, I haven't done an episode in a year because I felt underqualified. I felt as if what I was saying was not was not worthy to be shared. I, sp- I spent a lot of time thinking and going over and just feeling like I was not I was not worthy to be given a platform to talk when there are so many other great Christian leaders using their word and using their times to honor God. I just I felt inadequate. And I honestly want to take this time to thank the people who inspired me, who encouraged me to keep keep sharing, keep making podcasts, people who said they loved it and you know they listened to it and they shared it. That that really does inspire me to continue to to take on the mantle and to continue to try to honor God with this. But you know, for a long time I did feel inadequate. I did feel unworthy. And it was only when I began to confess that to believers was I able to find freedom. And and I want to challenge you to confess yourself. First to God. Eventually, your brothers and sisters in Christ. Allow them to see the fool you and to love you and to accept you and to do what Jesus would do, to, to follow in his example, not to spit in your face, not to slap you, not to beat you, not to deny you or betray you, but to love you. You see, confession is not a point for people to look down on you, but is an invitation for people to love you better, like Jesus. And I implore you, it's, it's, it's so loving and so freeing to be seen, to be seen. And, and Christ wants that for us. We want that for ourselves. Don't deny yourself confession. Don't deny yourself the, the fullness of walking in the light and confessing to the Lord all that you have done so that he may forgive you. Don't deny yourself that. Christ wants it for you and he's given it to you. 
Confession is the God-ordained way in which Christ has desired us to have a closer intimacy with Him and His, and His community, right? Going back to that word of fellowship from 1 John 1. This is just a little bit of things I want to add on extra to the podcast. I've been thinking a lot about it. I've obviously made some parts before. Like, I make it, I make the episode a lot ahead of time and spend some time editing it. Even I spend some time sitting about it, praying about it, and asking God to reveal more in case there is more. And I really feel like this is something that, when I was really thinking about this episode, I had in my mind. But um, when I was, like, spending deep time diving into the subject, I didn't necessarily put into it. And, and, and this is what I want to talk about. There's something super significant about confessing to one another, to a brother, to a sister, to a, a a spiritual mentor in your life within the faith that I think is often overlooked or sometimes forgotten. And it is that when you confess, you no longer give the sin power over your life. You're no longer constrained by by the by the knowledge of what it could mean for your social reputation or for your life. And, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying before about how Jesus knows every part about us and he still chooses to love us. And, and there's something about when you confess what you have done, when you confess to a brother or sister what you have done, they can now begin to see you and there's no longer like this idea of what I've done as this overarching or or monstrous or like super terrible thing that happened in your life or that you've done that you committed, but rather it is it is belittled. Part of the sin, part of the goal of the evil one and of darkness is to keep you feeling alone, to keep you isolated, to keep you um, away from the light. And he does that and, and the enemies do that by by making you want to keep it in. Making you not want to confess, making you want to, you know, keep it a secret between you and God or make it less than it really is. But there is real power in in getting in front of someone face to face and telling them, this is what I've done. This is how I felt. This is how I feel now. And then like resting in that. And I don't know, maybe, maybe that's scary from some of you, you know, maybe... Maybe you've never done it before in your life. You don't know how in the world you can just open up your heart, open up your life to someone who isn't you or isn't God. But I, th- I think we'd be so much better off if we did. If rather than, rather, than, rather than after committing sin, you kept it and you hid it in a way, dark closet, you brought it out into the light and you took away the power that it has on you. Again, there's just like this idea, right? You know, when when you sin, you always feel like if someone knew, if they knew, if my Bible study knew, if my roommates knew, if my partner or if someone blank knew, I would no longer exist or I would be so devalued in their eyes. And that, my brothers and sisters, is a lie straight out of hell. If someone knew, if he knew, if your Bible study knew, if your parents knew, they would help. It's that simple. When you bear your darkest parts to someone, 
and you let them in, then you can really start getting in the knit and grit. Then you can really start rolling up your sleeves and doing the Lord's work and really transforming your heart. Because that if, that if comes from the devil, that if comes from doubt, comes from fear. And there is no fear in the Lord. There is no fear in his church. And so if you want to, uh, obviously that's kind of funny, but if you want to really experience freedom, if you want to, you know, overcome the sins in your life and, and be a greater man, be a greater woman, be a greater child of God, you need to, like you need to confess your sins to one another and not allow the sin to to remain in the darkness, not allow the power of fear and the power of of, of hiddenness remain there. Bring it to a light. Keep yourself accountable. Allow others to do the same. Allow them, like I said earlier, to to not point and laugh at you, but to love you. Anyways, that's all I have for you, um, brothers and sisters. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you um, for taking the time of your day. And I, I wish the best for you. I really hope you guys all confess. I really hope you all decide to just, you know, to, to pour out your heart to someone and allow them to bear witness to your own testimony. And, and also, like, if someone, if someone does confess to you, like, now you know what to do. Now you know the right response. It's not, it's not to point. It's not to spit. It's not to slap. It's not to beat. It's not to deny. It's, it's to love. It's to see them, to know them deeply, to know how they work, and to love them because God loves them and because God is doing a good work within them. Thank you all very much. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Seed Chat with Tristan. I hope you're able to receive what was spoken today and that God can continue to strengthen you in your journey. If you were touched by today's episode or believe it could benefit a friend, please share on any social platform. Don't be afraid to reach out to us regarding any questions at Tristan Guillaume on Instagram or email at tristanguillam16 at yahoo.com. Hope to see you next time and have a blessed week.